Hi everyone, this is Charlotte Palmer, bringing you a mix of interviews and music from around your area on behalf of H Spark Radio. I've got you under my skin. I've got you under my skin. Hello, everybody. This is Charlotte Palmer from Food Wisdom. I'm here with Michael Benjamin from Bandali. He is a, from a local independent business based in Walthamstow. Hello, Michael. Hello, Charlotte. Thank you very much for being here with me, Michael. Glad to be here. We're going to talk about natural skincare, sustainability and integrity. Isn't that right? That's correct, yes. Excellent, excellent. That's brilliant. I'll so, do my best. Yeah, <laughs> I know you will. Um, I'm, I, I've, we, we've decided to do a podcast together because we have a lot of, we share, have a lot of shared values. Yes. Isn't that right? That's yeah. correct. Exactly. So your company, Vendali, you're based on a stall in Walthamstow Market. Yes, we've been there for five years, trading. Yeah. Most people have heard of you that live in the borough. And you, your ethics are based on clean, naturally organic and, um, and well-being. That's yeah? right, yes. But it's not just that you're natural and organic and, and all about well-being, but you're also very ethical and sustainable, aren't you, as a business? Um, it's, it's important to be um, ethical. You have to have some standards. Yes. Um, in this day and time, um, the focus is more on money, um, no standards. Yeah. Um, so as a company, we decided, when I say we, that's mm. me and my wife, we decided yeah. that we're going to do things our way, what we believed. And what we believe is that um, people are entitled to know what is in their, their products. Um, when you look at the cosmetics industry in general, it's a mess. Uh, the ingredients, it, it bamboozles you, mm. you're confused by smells and complicated words mm. and you find yourself in a place where you don't have that much of an option. And when we started um, as a company, we never started out to be a company, mm. um, it, it all began with our son having eczema, that's where it all began. So um, we looked into it, uh, when the GP route, um, uh, we were prescribed the um, petroleum-based creams, moisturizers, steroid creams, that's what we were given yeah. and told to use that. So just for the sake of the listeners, petroleum is from the petrol industry, isn't it? Yes, it's, it an, is. it's, it's actually an extract from um, crude oil, right? That's correct. Yeah. That's and what correct. it does is it, it doesn't actually nourish and moisturize the skin, it actually just sits and coats the surface of the skin and gives it the illusion of moisturization, am I right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is what's important to know here is, is yes. I don't want to demonize um, uh, petroleum-based products. We have to be very clear on its function. Yes. Um, when you have cuts and wounds and you want to protect that cut from a wound, it has its place yes. where you can use that on the skin so that something external can't then. Especially if you're going swimming. Exactly. And there's the chlorine in the pool. Yes. And you want to protect you if you're going out and there's a harsh winter, harsh... And you just want to give it a coating of protection. Exactly. And if you've got, you're swimming the channel, <laughs> <laughs> like David Williams did. Exactly. Then, yes. then, then it has its. You function. coat yourself exactly. exactly. That's, so it has its function. Yes. So I'm not trying to demonise it and say yeah. chuck it away, but it has a function. Absolutely. Um, in terms of um, moisturising your skin, your skin being able to absorb what you put on your skin, yeah. it, it's not something that you use on a regular basis. No. So, so you started to look into different alternatives for your son because he had eczema. And what, how old was he when he was diagnosed with eczema? Um, we noticed the, the, the patching on his skin and on his face. 
his arms constantly trying to scratch at it. This was probably um, after he had his immunizations. Really? Uh, yes. Yes. That's another topic which <laughs> we can go into. Yes. But for, for the sake of this, yes. um, it was after his immunizations we yes. noticed the, 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 the change in, in his texture of the skin yeah. and um, um, how he just kept scratching at it. Must That's have been very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable for him. How so, old was he? Um, I'd say mm, eight months. Eight months old. Yeah, it's around well, about eight months. That's young, isn't it? To yeah. Be very uncomfortable in your own skin. Yes. Um, crying a lot. Yeah. Um, so we, so that, you know, we're conditioned in society then to then go straight to the GP. Yeah. Um, so that's what we did, and yet again, I'm, everyone has their place. Yes. I'm not going to say GPs are terrible and GPs sure. are rubbish. Just yeah. you know, leave them alone. No, they did what they were trained yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, in this particular topic, this, this area, they didn't really know that much. So they just prescribed us with steroid creams. Yeah. Now, I do want to say, steroid creams, again, has its place. Hmm. Um, sometimes when eczema is really bad, um, and you want to, to calm down, some people use the steroid creams. It's not for prolonged use. Two weeks maximum is most, most of the time when you're looking back at a bottle, it is two weeks. You don't use it beyond two weeks. Mm. Um, a lot of people don't know that. Then you're supposed to have some sort of... You, it's a strange thing in regards to eczema, psoriasis, many of these skin conditions. Yeah. There are triggers. There are reasons why you have them. That's right. A lot of it is internal. Yeah. Some of it is environmental. Yeah. And um, as, a company, as, as a company, we do our best to advise people to try to isolate, try to figure out what the triggers are. That's right. And then you can do something about it. Yeah. Because it doesn't necessarily have to be a condition that you have to live with for the rest of your life. Sure. It's something that you can either manage or treat yeah. completely. Joe Biho. Jaha Biho. Kahi Biho. Baharao
माना जान है तू मेरे वास्ते माना जान हूँ मैं तेरे वास्ते मैं तुझको जान लूँ तू मुझको जान ले आदिल के पास ताल मिला ताल से ताल मिला triggers yes. one of the triggers is said to be low in omega omega-3 okay it's basically an omega-3 de- deficiency okay um but there were also a million one other <laughs> there are so many it's it's unbelievable and, you know when you're that young it could be so many different reasons and oblivious because yeah. as parents we had no idea yeah so because we had no idea that's when you go to the professionals you yeah, know, absolutely. yeah, 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 yeah you should yeah. have the answers or yeah. hopefully yes and uh, unfortunately, no, that wasn't the case. Yeah. So you, you've devised your own skincare to, to address skin problems? Um, yes, we, we um, initially um, was introduced to unrefined organic shea butter through a hairdresser. Mm. I'm going to give her her props, but I'm not going to name yes. her. I'm going to give her props. And um, it was my wife's hairdresser. And yes. um, we started using it on the skin and we realised it, it kept the skin nicely moisturised. Mm. We're like, lovely. But it was organic, it wasn't yes. just some run of the mill shea butter. And uh, we was using our skin, kept it moisturized. Mm. It didn't go away, but he wasn't scratching so much. Right. So we thought, right, that's great. Over a period of time, we found that the eczema got a little worse. Mm. Not because of the shea butter, mm. but it, there was something we just wasn't doing right. Yeah, there's something missing, yeah? Something's missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so then we started looking at his diet. Mm. We changed his milk from dairy milk to soy milk, not realizing soy is terrible for boys. That's right. We didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know at the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it's all your journey, though, isn't it? It's a journey, exactly. <laughs> unfortunately. So he's been through everything. Yeah. Um, and um, then we changed from soya to rice milk mm. and sort of coconut milk. Mm. That seemed to go down okay, a lot better than the others. Yes. Um, then we realized that how the dairy affected him was inflammation. He was getting a lot of inflammation yeah. on his chest, asthma type symptoms. So then we had to cut that, but it didn't go away. Mm. It was still there. Mm. So we started looking more into it and we started to look at wheat based products, anything relation that related to wheat, mm. barley, yeah. all of those. And we started looking at that all contained gluten. We thought, we had to cut we had to cut that so when we cut that from his diet we noticed that the patches as long as we kept him moisturized started to reduce in size mm. to a point where he wasn't scratching beyond the layers of his skin anymore because it was so deep rooted underneath his skin how was he how old was he by that point oh he was oh so wow so i mean he's uh 13 now yes um when we Crack the code, if you want to call it yeah. that, was um, he was 
four, maybe five. Oh, okay. So it, took so it was a long, it was a long yes. process of dedication. Yeah, we we, mm. we noticed in him his confidence had dropped. Um, sometimes he just didn't want to go out. Mm. Um, it was quite bad for the missus because mm. you know, she'd see him all the time. Me, I'm out working, I'm doing my thing, so it doesn't affect me the same way as it did her. Um, but uh, with uh, endurance, she just kept going, she just kept yeah. plugging. Yeah. And we looked for answers together. Right. And then we realised that where skincare came in mm. was where we needed to nourish the skin from outside. Yeah. But the most important thing with eczema sufferers is you need to tackle the inside. Uh, the gluten is just not, it's, it's hard to digest the gluten. That's right. And, and that's where you get the patches on your skin. Mm. So by eliminating gluten, you pretty much cut the appearance mm. of, uh, of the eczema. Yeah. Doesn't mean it goes away. No. It just means um, it's easy to manage. Right. So you, obviously, from this, through this journey, Bandali was born. Yes. Yes. All, all from that journey. Yes. And and you've got you you actually have a quite a broad range there. You don't just have a bit of skincare, but you've got a bit of everything. You've got some good fat to cook in. You've got some good thoughts to bath in or eat. Yes. You know, there's there's a quite a variety of different things you've got there. It's um, we started with skincare. And then uh, it was quite a, a journey. Some could mm. say it's a spiritual journey. It was a journey. Mm. Um, we started with skincare, but the number one was internal. Yeah. Um, and then we realized things uh, from cooking salts to age-old bathing with Epsom salts, yeah, the yeah. classics. Yes, absolutely. You know, um, for hundreds of years, you, you never realized. Um, to using things like coconut oil, the big controversy with yeah. coconut oil We're going to talk about for that, years, we? going backwards and forwards, yeah, going yeah. backwards and forwards. Is it good? Is yeah. it bad? Yeah. Um, we, we supply that and uh, the very ingredient we started with in the first place, which mm. is the unrefined shea butter, yes. which we use on which the skin beautiful. and many And shea butter has got a similar uh, fatty acid process to coconut oil because yes. it's a saturated fat. Yes. And actually saturated fats are incredibly good for the skin, aren't they? They're it really is. nourishing. Yeah. It is. And, 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 and being as our, our, our skin are permeable membranes, it, it takes in as well as expels mm. out. So yeah. we have to remember that. So when we're using the generics, uh, I remember one of my customers using that word, the generic mm. skincare products, mm. and I won't name where you can get them, but <laughs> yes. the generics. Yes. Um, um, you know, you put those in your skin, you, you can't pronounce most of the words in them. Yeah. You're not too sure, and I'm not sure if many people was to Google what they are, they'd be shocked and uh, surprised as to what they um, can actually do to the skin.
myself personally, when I'm looking at skincare, when I'm shopping for skincare, there are some, I would say that there are about five or six main, um, how can I say, <laughs> suspects, yes. you know? And I would not ever buy skincare, something that has paraffin liquid in it, okay. mineral oil. I wouldn't buy something with tetrasodium EDTA in it mm, because it is, a, it is a penetration enhancer mm -hmm. and it's been found in the North Pole, I've heard. And I also do not like propylene glycol okay. in my skincare or in my food, if I can avoid it. And uh, the parabens, like methyl paraben and propyl paraben. Yes. Um, I really do not like them because they um, interrupt the horm their hormone disruptors. Exactly, which has Horrible. been in skincare for many years. That's right, and it's interesting because they're in so many things, and that they're, 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 they're preservatives, and they extend shelf life, which obviously um, increases profits for those unscrupulous companies that want to use it, right? So, exactly, exactly. So, all boils down to money. Exactly, and I money. know that you don't have any of those, Lindsay. We're using your products no. because your products are pretty, um, they're pretty raw, unrefined, and pretty fresh. If I can yes. use that word fresh. Yes. Because you, you don't need to be extending the shelf life to five years. Because no. you, you sell it, I imagine you're selling it pretty quickly anyway. You're making it to order. Yeah, we, 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 we make small batches and we keep it moving. Uh, I remember that, that saying when I was younger, people would say, keep it moving. And um, we've applied that to our skincare range. I mean, when you look at food, everything that's grown naturally has a season mm. which is grown within that season when the season's up you won't see it it's mm. gone whether it's bananas mm. uh, you, you name it yes. um and the thing is is with um skincare we feel the same if it has a, a, a natural life of um 12 to 18 months then that's exactly what it should be mm. to prolong that what harm are we doing to ourselves mm. So we keep it fresh. Um, we only use natural and organic ingredients, all plant-based. Yes. Everything's all plant-based. That way, when that skin receives that, that moisturizer. It loves right, it, doesn't it? it exactly, <laughs> it, it feels it. good. And, and that's one of the things that a lot of our customers who's been using the generic products for so long mm. and then they start using these products. Yeah. Normally I tell them, give themselves two weeks. Two weeks, use it. Tell me what you think. Come back to us, tell mm. us what you think. Mm. And the oils, they just love it. The feel and the skin, the skin. It's almost like the skin is now grateful. Yeah. It's very nourishing, isn't yes. it? Yes. Very nourishing. Yeah. And it is interesting, actually, because um, saturated fats, like shea butter and coconut oil, mm -hmm. they're actually very stable fats. So yes. they don't oxidize very easily. So no. they don't really need preservatives exactly. as such. But you look at the, um, the oils that they're using in generic products, they're using a whole range of oils, and some of them are essential fatty acids. They oxidize actually very easily. Yes, they do. You know, so the, the, the question is, are you putting rancid oils on your face? Well, one of, the, <laughs> one of the scary things that a lot of people don't realize is that um, a lot of the oils they use in their products now mm. are refined oils. Mm. What does that mean? Yeah. I mean... What does it mean? That's it, a big question. That's, that's the question. So <laughs> I, I'll, I'll explain. A lot of these oils, in order to get the oil out of the seed or the nut or whatever it is, has to be roasted mm. or a lot of high heat has to be introduced yeah. to get that oil out of that seed. So when you think about it, um, I often use a peanut, for example. Yes. Um, if you used to roast that peanut to 400 degrees, mm. okay, you'll get the oil out of the peanut. Mm. But 
what nutrition are you going to get out of it? Probably nothing. Come on, that's just too much. Even at 200 degrees, yeah. it's still too high heat. Yeah. So what can you expect from that? Yeah. So even if you see an ingredient that says argan oil or sunflower oil mm. or whatever, sunflower oil is a, is a, is a typical example. It is a typical example. Typical example, high yeah. heat in order yeah. to be able to get it's that out. It's not stable, is it? And we shouldn't even be eating um, heated sunflower oil either, which is a completely different subject. Yes. I'm going to cover another But podcast. you're right. But yeah, sunflower oil is an omega-6, it's a, a polyunsaturated fat, and it is completely sensitive to heat, light and oxygen, and oxidises quite easily, and then it is rancid. It is actually technically, factually rancid. Straight away. Absolutely. Yes. You don't get that with things like shea butter and coconut oil, because they're stable. You can have them sitting in a pot on the sideboard for quite some time. Yes. They don't need to be chilled. And they're very stable. Very stable, as, as, as long as you keep them away from direct sunlight. Yes. And as long as you keep it covered. Yes. Um, I've had shea butter, not that I sell it to the public, but mm. I've had shea butter yes. um, that I uh, picked up one time from Nigeria. Mm. And um, I had it for four, nearly five years. Really? And it still smelled the same. Yeah. Interesting. Um, the colour yeah. was still yes. that sort of ivory yellowish yeah. sort of colour, yeah. um, it maintained its actual state. Yeah. And it did change slightly in texture, mm. but it, it looked the same. Yeah. So um, that's how I know, definitely. And it's great because you put your products in these little dark, these, sorry, these little um, tins mm -hmm. that are protected from the light. Yes. It's, which, it's very important. Um, the sun, direct sunlight will age yes. um, an oil, a butter, yeah. it, regardless. Shimmy, I did 
distributed from the calabashes and, yeah. and whatnot and I'd see that and although I'd admire it at the same time I was like whoa hygiene <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got these big um, these big lorries and yeah. trucks on the side of the road yeah. passing through and all oh. that smoke yeah. I was like whoa that's hygiene I thought no mm. although it would be in keeping with tradition yeah. to serve it from the calabashes and the the pots I thought no we're going to do it different I mean, it needs to be clean so that's why we we use containers that will house it yes. and uh, away from sunlight and um, um, that way you get the best of your product for longer and where do you get your sheet butter from? Uh, different places Ghana Burkina yeah. Faso yeah. Um, we also have a, an East African sheet butter that we get from Uganda which yeah. a lot of people don't know about wow and is it is it benefiting the communities out there? yes um, that's that, thank you for touching on that yeah. because that is important. Yeah. Um, there are many different sources of shea butter, mm. which a lot of people don't realise. Sometimes it's produced in China. It's not indigenous to China. That's right. That's um, right. So, you know, many have to be careful where, and when you see Andrex toilet tissue with mm. shea butter, but where is the shea butter oh, coming from? Sorry, it just, it's, it's a fad anyway. word. It's become I wouldn't, a, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to put that on my backside and put it down the toilet. Why would I want to do that? It's completely crazy. Exactly. So yeah. we, we, we have to be very careful as um, consumers. Mm. And I, I want to use that word, I want to touch on that word, mm. consumer. We are not powerless as consumers. No. Consumers have pretty much all the powers. It's basic economics, supply and demand. If you, if you choose to spend your money mm. where the lines are blurred, right. all you do is you feed an industry. We call it voting with your wallet. It, it or has your to, people, they yeah. need to do it. They just need mm. to do it. Now, I'm not saying everybody should come and 
start spending their money with Vandelli if you see oh, a I need. Think they should. Yeah, of course. <laughs> really, they do. But Absolutely. If they if, want if someone you, with integrity, yes. sustainability, and they're doing something good for the planet and for their, their health, yes. then, then it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Because it's a middle ground. You know, you're not sacrificing your health for the planet or sacrificing the planet for your health. You're exactly. actually benefiting the planet, you're benefiting local communities, and you're benefiting your skin. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and you're I a local high street, you're an independent company on the high street. Yeah, serving a local community. Exactly. So, so you know, uh, part of my mission is to get people to reconsider where they're placing their money at Christmas this time. And instead of spending a massive big conglomerate so they can, they can save a couple of quid, you know, to go along to an independent and buy something really special, really unique, really bespoke, really fantastic high quality, and not bankrupt themselves over it or the planet over it. That's true. That's true, 100% agree on that. And um, it, even my, me and my wife, we do the same thing. Mm. Um, if we can shop local, um, and we encourage them to try and expand their range. When we started out, we just had three creams. Mm. That was it. And then we realized you can't just keep just selling three creams. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. You have to expand. But you do the African black soap. Tell me a bit about the African oh, black yeah. soap. Because I love that, and I, I use it. I'm done actually, I've got to get some more off you. <laughs> I, my first experience with African black soap wasn't exactly yeah. a great one. Um, I managed to get my hands on some. Um, a very dark looking, um, like a burnt cake. It's a funny old thing, isn't it? Yeah, it, it looked like but a burnt cake. You get that it's authentic cake. though, don't you? There's something about it that's really yeah. just, just raw and authentic. You know it's not petroleum based. <laughs> 100%, 100%. Absolutely. And um, the thing is, is um, it, it had everything in it. Hell, it had everything in yeah. it. Um, planting skins, everything. It had everything mm -hmm. in it. But then that's the traditional African black soap. Right. So... Um, first time using it um, it had these grainy bits in it so it, it was scratching the skin so maybe that was supposed to be exfoliating but for me maybe it was the batch I don't know yeah. I'm, I'm always trying to you know see the better in things mm, yeah so, improve things you know yeah, but it, it, it scratched the skin I noticed little scratches on my skin mm. so I thought no that's not exfoliating that's just gone beyond that mm. so then that wasn't exactly a great experience the first time I used it so when I started stocking African black soap, yeah. I made sure that the ingredients um, in the number one were ethical, number two, um, clean, and um, didn't contain um, certain life cultures. Mm. We noticed that um, with the planting skins, a lot of the, uh, you'd end up with this uh, sort of fungal film on the top. Um, so we decided, no, that has to go. So take that ingredient out, and produce it the traditional way, and it comes out beautiful. Oh, it is. It's very delicious. For shaving or washing yeah. your hair or just washing in general, it's amazing stuff. Yes, it is. It is wonderful. I've used it. Bangula, 
I've noticed a lot of um, acne, my acne suffering customers. Really? Um, and uh, the strange thing is, is African black soap, I wouldn't normally advise using if you've got very dry skin. If you feel that your skin is just dry and you have to keep yeah. moisturising all the time. Yeah. Um, but for that acne sufferers, mm. severe acne sufferers, um, I normally advise them to use the black soap, the suds, don't put the bar on your face, but mm. just the suds. Yeah. And I don't normally advise washing on the face either with soap. Right. Strange enough. Yes. But in that instance, use the suds mm. and clean. The thing is with spots, um, they need moisture. That's right. And that's the big myth. People have been led to believe that if you've got spots on your face, you're a greasy, dirty, unwashed <laughs> person. And I know this because I had acne when I was 16. Mm. And, you know, and it, and it was a revolution to, to, to realise that the more 
oil and moisture I put on my face, the less acne I had. And it's interesting because your skin is not going to produce the oil if it's moisturised enough. Exactly. That's the whole point. Exactly. It's going to stop it a from over. The sebaceous glands are overproducing oil and they're getting blocked and plugged. Yes. So the more you moisturise, the less chance of that happening. Exactly. But you also have to be careful what you moisturise with. Of course. And, exactly. and unfortunately, a lot of people are using exactly petroleum. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> which doesn't allow the skin to breathe. Yeah. So, um, a lot of bag of you use that just just to reduce the um, the spotting. Yeah. Um, first, it's a specific function, just like I was saying earlier. Everything has its own function. Hmm. So, for that particular instance, you would use the soap on your face to reduce the spotting because it to dry the spotting out. But then you still do need to moisturise. This is the thing, you don't stop moisturising. That's right. It's but it's a specific function, it's not for regular use. Right. Everything has its place. Absolutely. It's, it's a misnomer. There's lots of spot treatments out on the market that they literally chemicalise and strip your face of everything. Everything, yes. And you just feel completely like you've, I don't know, been through some kind of chemical shower. It's completely stripped you. You feel totally It's dry. pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. It's awful. And it's not the answer to acne. I know that it's not. I've been mm. there and done it myself. Used all those stripping things when I was 16 in a mm. state of paranoia and desperation. And then discovered that the more um, nourishing, natural things I put in my face, the less chance I had of getting acne. It's just the power of marketing, isn't it? Yes, and obviously there is yeah. a, a, um, a diet is to play in terms of skin issues. Yes, that's a whole different ball game completely. But but that th- you know they all play a part, and it doesn't help to put chemicals in your skin. That's the bottom line, of, isn't it? That, no matter that, what's going that on. Is, that is the bottom line. But unfortunately, the, the cosmetics industry has had their way for way too long. Mm. Mm. and um, a lot of people are waking up to it. Mm. There's, there's a movement around the world where people are just waking up to nonsense. And um, not everybody, but a good amount of people, enough to make waves, mm. um, are waking up to nonsense. And, and um, it's, it's a great time that we live in now. Mm. Don't get me wrong, yeah. there's a lot of wrong in the world, yeah. but we're in a great time to yeah. live to. Um, you know, the demonized internet yes. <laughs> but do you know what the yep. thing is is information is out there yes. information is getting out there whereas before it'd be a letter or sure. telegram yeah <laughs> we, we can oh, instantly it's instant. instantly Without... advise someone on, on on what they need to do to help themselves absolutely so in, so going back to what we we're talking about to do with ethics and sustainability yes. um your you don't use any palm oil in your products no which is fantastic because it's an easy option, isn't it? It's an easy and cheap option, right? It, it is. Um, the the problem I find is it's 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 a strange it's a strange one, Palmo. I'll explain why. Because um, you know, when you look into it, I was looking at the WWF website yes. quite a few number of years ago, and um, you look at what's being done out there: the forest being cleared, mm. making way for plantations, all sorts of stuff. And you look at that and you think, this is terrible, this is just wrong. I have a little history yeah. before that, yeah. but yeah. just specifically yeah. this WWF yeah. website. And um, I would hear a lot of customers come to me, oh, does that contain palm oil? Oh, that's terrible. Because um, everything's been a learning um, process. Yes. Uh, originally, I was, um, I never used palm oil in my products, mm. but I was supplying. Um, or buying other products from other companies to sell on my store as well. Right. And some of those contain palm oil. Mm. Um, and a whole range of other stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we started looking into it and thought, 
when people come to our store or their shop on our website, they see Bandeli. So if we're supplying all this, supplying them with other mm. people's products and they don't fall in line with our ethos, what mm. are we doing? Yeah. We, we are no better than a lot of these big brands. Mm. We're no better, even though this is what we're trying to do, keep it yeah. clean. Yeah. We're no better than them. So we stopped a lot of these mm. brands. I won't name names. Mm. But we stopped a lot of these brands and then now pretty much only sell and daily products. Um, don't get me wrong, if there are other companies out there with ethical products, which there are, mm. um, that we could get involved with and sell alongside yeah. ours, then we will. Yeah.
Palm oil. One thing that um, I just wanted to touch on is yeah. palm oil has been used for centuries, yeah. um, whether in food or, 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 or fuel. Um, many countries um, use them. The, the problem that we have, I mean, within the country, they use them. It's mainly from of, Indonesia, isn't it, and from Africa? In Indonesia, right? Africa, that's yeah. correct. Um, I witnessed someone making a form of diesel with palm oil to run his generator mm. and to run many things. So there are some people that use palm oil out of necessity, yes. as opposed to creating an industry mm. to then sell on to people that yeah. have no don't scruples. need it. Have no scruples at all. E exactly. Yes. So um, then there was the demonization of palm oil. Now I'm not saying palm oil's great, but then there's the demonization of palm oil. I have firsthand seen many communities that need well they've been doing it for centuries mm. using palm oil to cook with to do what they're doing with now there is this movement where and I understand it mm, totally. but now what happens to those indigenous people mm. that use palm oil mm. now it's becoming harder to source mm. now they've had to go through some what do you call it RSPO RSPO which isn't Really watertight in its yes, integrity, exactly. let's face facts. It's been questioned, it's very questionable, yes. and it has been questioned by Greenpeace, who do not yes. endorse RSPO. Exactly. So therefore, we can't trust it fully. And on the, on the other flip side, is that, you know, palm oil it, it has its place, like everything, mm -hmm. and it's about balance. And they, they're, they're talking about clearing areas down this, in South America and growing yes. it, where it's not endangering diversity biodiversity and, um, you know, orangutans in particular. See, I find the problem in general with a lot of things, food, mm. um, fuel, the lot. I mean, we are no longer as a species, I mean, eating to live. Mm. We're not doing that anymore. We don't do that anymore. Now it's an industry thing. We're gorging ourselves, aren't we? It's, exactly. It's not necessary. And then that is where the problem comes in, mm. is these industries yeah. that have been created, um, that you know, pushing people out of their homes, with our, whole our whole culture has changed. Yeah. And that is the problem that we have. And when you see people needing the palm oil to be able to get by, yeah. and then you see other people That's that don't need story. it. It's yeah. a different story. So right. on one side, I, I, I see 
where palm oil is not so bad. Mm. And then on the other, I see where it is because it's mm. because of industries yes. why there's deforestation. Yes. It's because of that That's why. Right. But then when you see the indigenous people, you see it from another perspective. There is a lot of debate about sustainability. I've seen a round table discussion about it mm-hmm. from experts in the field. Okay. And some people say that it, you can't completely wipe it out and demonise it because it would have a, a, a negative impact on communities, yes. indigenous communities. Yes. And, um, and, and, you know, and also it, some people, you know, a lot of people rely on palm oil because it's not a, a bad fat contrary to popular opinion, in the same way that coconut oil isn't a bad fat, contrary to popular opinion. You <laughs> yeah. know, they're, they're actually stable fats, and yes. indigenous people have been using them for centuries, with no negative health No problems. negative... No. And not even just health, but mm. environmental. Exactly. And, and this is it's, the big thing. It's is when greed comes into it, that it start, the balance starts to tip. And we start to get extremism, we start to get yes. destruction, we start to get unsustainability and orangutans on the, on the verge of extinction and the diversity of the forest being completely imbalanced. So it's about an imbalance, isn't it? It is. And, and it all comes down to supply and demand. We have to remember, it's the consumer has the power to decide whether these industries continue or they don't. Yeah. And um, I'm not trying to put it all in the, <laughs> in the consumer's uh, direction. It's not your fault. But at the same time, we choose whether to continue to fuel these things or not. Yeah, we know. I mean, a lot of it is a lack of awareness, isn't it? It is. Um, you, may, you may be aware of the palm oil issue on a periphery level, but a lot of people don't realise who are the big suspects. Yes. Who are the big, you know, guilty ones. Who need naming and shaming. Yeah. Need, so, yes. um, you know, people that do the big corn chips... They're a massive yes. big, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and yes. I, saw, I was around someone's house the other day and she had a big bag of them and I was just horrified. <laughs> I was thinking, I felt like such a, it's awareness, such a snob. It's, I felt such a snob yeah. about it. But it, it is awareness. awareness. But we've just got to keep speaking out. We've got to keep saying, did you know that mm. bag there of corn chips, of nacho chips, with cooked in palm oil and a few orangutans had to die for you to just stuff your face? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's one way that yeah, can be done. That's one way of communicating <laughs> that's, it. That's or, one way. or you know, yeah. Oh, I- 
you know, the, the, there was a discussion on the local Love North Chingford Facebook page about the local waffle shop opening and how great it was to have a Oh, yes. Place. The one in Chingford, the... Yeah. Oh, yeah, OK. And they were all talking about the, the, the waffle. But he, you know, the use of Nutella and Oreos, I took a br- umbrage to it. I came on and said, yeah, it all sounds great, but what about the, the Nutella and the Oreos? I'm actually campaigning against about, about palm oil. And somebody made a comment, well, it's better than a boarded-up shop. I, I thought to myself, oh, is, is it? it? No. Is it completely, <laughs> completely burnt to the ground? So hold on, an planet. eyesore, an eyesore, yeah. or, or really bad impact on the planet. I mean, come mm. on. I mean, some people have their priorities in the wrong place, unfortunately. Yeah, it, it, it's um, misguided, it's misguided. Yeah, and um, unfortunately, um, I've been travelling pretty much my life. And because of, of traveling, it's opened my eyes to many things. And this is why I'd encourage many people, I think it's actually good for the soul, is to travel, meet other cultures, mm. see the planet for what it yes. is. Your postcode is so small. Yes. It's nothing. Walthamstow yes. is, no disrespect to Walthamstow, yes. but not, in the grand scheme of it, yes. it's so small. Absolutely. So when you see the world, when you see other cultures, other people, you realize, you know what, we have to preserve this. Mm. And by buying... Um, you know, uh, ethically sourced skincare, food, mm. clothing. Uh, these are things that we have to try and do. It doesn't mean chuck out everything that you have, but it sure. means that the next time you take that money out of your wallet yeah. or purse to buy something, mm. it's something you think about. That's, I think that's that's all we can we can we can really ask for. It's the same uh, discussion in regards to chicken shops and yeah. and and okay, I won't name it, yeah. but, but I, I almost did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost went there, yeah. but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, you, you can tell me afterwards when I've switched off. Yeah, yeah, when it's switched <laughs> off. But the, the question we have to ask ourselves is, is I don't want to kind of go off into a tangent, but sure. there was this big discussion on online um, with loads of keyboard warriors and. Um, you know, the, the, the vegan movement. Yes. And um, I don't think there's anything wrong with the vegan movement. I think it's important that people realise that, you know, it's not necessary in this day and age to have to, um, you know, kill an animal to eat. The question is, is the culture has changed. Mm. Um, when we think about the amount of um, animals that have to die just for us to eat, and not mm. necess- it's not a necessity. Mm. It's not necessary. So you have to ask yourself, do we close down butchers? Do we close down all these things? I, I personally say, I personally say, no. When you think about these big companies, yes. massive companies, and then you think about every other road has got a chicken shop on it. Mm. And then you think of yeah. all these companies. If Awful. we was to stop spending our money in that direction where you know, yeah. animals are bred to be used purely to fuel an industry. In an unethical, unsustainable, yes. and cruel way. I completely yes. agree with you. Then, then, as far as I'm concerned, nothing's going to change until we stop doing that. Because we're talking... Just imagine the, the biggest fast food chain you can imagine. Yes. No names. Yes. And then think how many yeah. branches they have up and down this country, not worldwide, yes. in this country. And then... Think of how many people shop in there. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's how many animals had to be slaughtered to um to, in in order to yeah in order to feed you. Yeah. And then you have to look at the nutritional content. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's you're not being fed. Okay. So you're not you're not really sure. 
um, um, that's, that's, that's just not the way. So, yeah. I mean, the plant-based diet yes. is a choice. It's a personal choice. It's a choice, okay? yes. But it's reactive. It's not proactive. Yes. Okay? So if we all went vegan overnight, mm -hmm. there, it's not right for a lot of people's metabolic types. No. I know that I would be very ill from that diet. Yes, Okay, yes. personally. Yes. I'd be shoving ton, 10 tonne of chocolate down my mouth because <laughs> I'd be so hungry all the time. And I know because yes. I've been there. Yes. Um, that's the first thing. And secondly is that... Um, you know what happens to all the farms, all the all the all the ethical th farmers who are doing doing you know free range, rare, rare breed, organic, etc. Exactly. And all the butchers that, who are doing good things, like the local butchers who's doing free range and organic. You mm -hmm. know, and a lot of vegans might might have other arguments around ethics and about killing animals. That's a completely separate argument. I'm not going to go into that right now. No, it's a long one. Exactly. So no. And I've I've got lots of answers for it as well, but I'm not going to get into that conversation <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's okay. Um, you know, if you attach yourself to any one ideology, you create a mechanical mind and then you yes, become you a prisoner of that mind. Yes, you so do. let's, you know, let's, the, the, the points of these discussions is, is to open people's minds yes. and create freedom think. in thinking. Yeah, think, look around you. Don't just adopt these principles and just, and these, these ways and just that's it. And yes. See, religion, we can go into that too. Yes, absolutely, but, but we won't. <laughs> but we won't, but we won't. It's a touchy subject. Yes, tetchy, and a long one, exactly. and a long one, but... The point is, is open your eyes, look yeah. around you, assess your environment. You're not a zombie. That's right. Look around you. You have right. a mind. Use it. And, and don't We're free fall to choose, victim. aren't we? Yes, we are. We're, We're free to choose. We're not just that's your power. Driven that's by adverts and media and the P and, and social media and PR. You must go by this. You know. They're I mean, driving your choice. What they exactly. want you to do is subscribe to what it is that they're pushing yeah. and, and unfortunately a lot of us fall victim to it but yeah. it doesn't make you a bad person yeah. it just means that you know when you see when you open your eyes mm. or not even open your eyes sometimes you can't even open it yourself <laughs> absolutely you, you, you just need to um right place right time absolutely or be on your own journey once it is open don't wish for it to be closed again mm -hmm. just go with the flow realize that these things are being forced on you Absolutely. And, and for anyone that says, well, I can't afford to buy a better quality chicken, I need to go to that chicken shop. Think again. You, you, if you buy one good quality, free range chicken once a week and then you, you use the carcass to make a bone broth and you live on it for the whole week, you don't have to be eating poor meat every single day of the week because there are health impacts. And there are lots of impacts, environmental impacts, loads of impacts. It's completely misguided to think that you need to eat lots of poor quality meat every single day to feed your family. It might seem like a middle class ideal, but it's, it, it, you know, you, you, can, you can just be more savvy and wise in, in where you spend your money. Yes, and, and be more of a, a conscious eater. Exactly. Conscious eater, um, conscious in regards to your skincare. And consumer generally. Conscious, consumer conscious generally, consumer. Just, 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 just do that. I mean, there's a massive movement where a lot of people are growing their own foods, growing their own things, you know, they, they want to have a hand in what, they want to have a say yeah. in what they're consuming, That's right. um, making their own um, skincare, of which they're buying the ingredients from Bandelic. That's but right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you sell lots of ingredients, we've been yeah, your own skincare, don't you? ingredients, from, exactly. from the organic Brilliant. oils to um, butters, exactly. and soaps, the lot, so. So you're at Wolfenstein Market Saturdays, 
Tuesday, Thursdays and Saturdays. Uh, yeah, Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays. Is that oh, right? Oh, no, what, what we do is we, we offer a local delivery, Free in, local the, delivery. in the area where we, we do the drop-offs on the yes. Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday. Well, fantastic. But we're in the market on, on a Saturday. Oh, okay. Um, between now and the 1st of January, we're also in the market on a Sunday. Okay. But in general, it's All right. it's, it's Because Saturday. you qualify for a farmer's market, really, don't you? Um, I've done quite a few farmer's yeah. markets. And... Um, you know, and um, we've we've had really good reception. I mean, we used to do the wanted one, so we we've had good reception. Um, okay. So yeah, we're 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 always grateful. Yes. For the um, the reception, we're we're so yeah. grateful because um, people generally want good quality. We've moved from quality hmm. to just cheap. Yeah. And I know sometimes the pocket speaks we can't yeah we can't dictate yeah we can't go in that shop and, and mm-hmm. get what we want but it doesn't mean we have to compromise our health well what i would say is that your products are high quality and they're very well priced they're not expensive i mean i Thank bought you. an amazing geranium in lang lang facial balm it was about six pounds yes yes how much should you pay for a really high quality fa- like um Facial cream in a in a in a department store, which which makes all these billions of claims, is full of chemicals. <laughs> yes. Anything between twenty to fifty pounds. Yes, that's right. And I've been using this, and this is just as good, if not better, Thank for you. six pounds. So it's rubbish about the money. It's cheap, actually. <laughs> Bandana are actually high quality and cheap, and, and what you you know, as Oscar Wilde once said, people understand the cost of every, the, the 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 cost of everything and the and the value of nothing. Yes. You know, and, and that's completely true of, of your products. Your products are high quality, high value, Thank you. and you certainly get value for money. I'm just going to um, read out your website. It's uh, www.bandali.com. That's correct. B A N D A L E. That's correct. Okay. It's got a hyphen, but obviously you can't use hyphens on the. Uh... Yes, that's right. Absolutely, so, on the, better, yeah, yeah. so that you, you can pronounce it correctly. And you're also on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Is that that's right? it. Yeah, making up loads of noise on there. Amazing. And pretty soon we'll have our um, Bandali TV channel. So we'll be doing that wow. soon. So there's, there's quite a few things I'm doing for, for for awareness of, of skincare as well as nutrition and, and a range of things. Very exciting. Yeah. Well. Well, listeners, keep keep your eyes peeled. Then <laughs> um, we'll be posting up stuff about that quite soon. And uh, this was Charlotte Palmer at Food Wisdom with Michael from Bandale. Michael thank Benjamin. You, thank you for having me. And thank you for being here, Michael. It's been a really juicy and nourishing discussion, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Look out for my next show coming your way soon. I'd also like to say a very special thank you to Shaz, my producer. Bye for now. I've got you under my skin. I've got you under my skin. Skin, skin, skin.